I guess we're going live. <laughs> we're going live. Fuck it. Gosh. We're going live. <laughs> Apologize okay. in advance. I am really, really tired. So You're really, really tired. I'm exhausted. Why are you so tired? Why are you exhausted, Adam? That's that's for another podcast. <laughs> but I wanna know. You don't give a shit about me. Yes, I do. I love you. <laughs> no. You're like I, my little child. You're my child. It's I'm, boring, guys. Mom. It's just working. I was just I was oh. just on a flow and you know. Are you I tired look, of the writing? Um well no, I, I'm just I mean, I just got uh, four hours of sleep. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> you tell me, man. Um yeah, I was, I was, and all amongst other things, like I was uh, doing storyboard stuff, and then I was bouncing back and forth between the script and the storyboard and mm-hmm. um, music too. You I went through it. when you when you write when I can't articulate and I'm just trying to visualize it. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, okay. because they're just really stupid, quick sketches. They're nothing ridiculous at all. They mm-hmm. are actually ridiculous. They're pretty much chicken scratch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyways, um, are you ready to do the intro? Yeah. Okay. Welcome to <laughs> Get Realisms <laughs> Podcast, episode 21, you guys. I'm Adam Chase Rennie. And I am Christine Chen. Oh my goodness. 21, you guys. We did it. Did 21 it. episodes. We're like legal now. I mean, <laughs> amongst other things. <laughs> My dad jokes. Uh, yeah, way to jokes. go. Hashtag know, dad. Bad. Hashtag bad at telling jokes. No, you are great at telling jokes. It's just that your sarcasm doesn't read well with other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm bad at telling jokes because I think they're funny. And I start no, you are. You are funny. You are funny. It's just <laughs> you also laugh before the punchline even happens, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we were talking about uh, why I'm so tired, um, and it's because I was writing. But... Um, yeah, it was, um, it's, it's an interesting experience so far, writing my first script, uh, trying to work out the beats of everything, but yesterday was a little, little different. I, I have a soundtrack that I just play when I work mm-hmm. and I have an inspiration playlist, but I go about it in a way where each character in my script has a playlist. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I have what about- What music is it right now? EDM? I don't want to say. I don't want to really? say. It'll spoil, it'll spoil the story. I don't. It just it feels weird. Okay, yeah. fine. I'm sorry. Fine, I know fine. that's such a that's fine. such a cock tease, but no, I'm so I sorry. I get it. It's it's um it's very personal. When you're right yeah, about. it's just. I mean, I don't. I have no problem telling you off the podcast. It's just. Yeah, I mean. It, it, it's it's something pretty personal to me. It's top secret shit, guys. Yeah, well, I wouldn't necessarily say that. It's just personal, you know. It's just I get it. it's personal. It. It's you cool. wouldn't share your social security number on Instagram now, would you, Christine? <laughs> well, Tell me you would. Just kidding. <laughs> Tell me you would. No, I totally would not. <laughs> Thought Fine. so. But anyways, Fine. so that's just how it feels like. It feels like I'm giving okay. a part of my identity away, which okay. I like to be shrouded in mystery. 
you know what I mean? Oh, so yeah, your stuff. I got you. Yeah, man. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to put everything on Front Street. You know what I'm saying? Um. So yeah, the process of writing a script is really hard. It's really fucking hard. So uh, yeah, I know. Building, build, going through a rabbit hole of music sort of helped me tell the story of each character that's in the script. So mm-hmm. it helps me with character development. And I have about like 100 to 150 songs per character. And I have like Okay, about, good. I thought I was like 150 characters. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's songs. Oh, no, 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 no. There are 150 songs. Well, they go anywhere from 100 to 150 songs in a playlist. And I have oh, about... What? I have about eight characters. Wow. So I just put in like, uh, like at least six hours just in music time. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it means a lot to me. That's why I'm like, yeah, it's, I don't want to share it because a, it's boring and B it's a little too personal. Who gives a shit? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Final product. You guys. No, it's just, I think it's fascinating. I think I, I find anybody's writing process to be, um, I, I'm also writing. I started writing yeah. uh, this week. Uh, sorry, last week. I, I need to start writing again this week. But yeah, last week. I know we've been talking about writing the last three episodes. I don't know yeah. if you still want to get into writing. It's been in the forefront of my head, and I know it's been in the forefront of your head too, right? Yeah, it's been a mix. Um, I, I, I took a break from writing this week, although I think I'm going to get back to it on the weekend. I, I wrote last week. And it was just the beginning process. We haven't even dove. This time I have a writing partner, uh, Camille. Oh, right on. Yes, Camille. Camille! Shout out to Camille Schmutz. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yes. Um, Adam says, how much time do you waste making playlists? Uh, Wait, who said that? Uh, Adam Duncan. Oh, Duncan? How much time have I wasted? Is that what he said? Yes. How much time do you waste making playlists? Oh man, waste dude. is a terrible word. It's not waste. How many? How much? Well, that's that's what that's why I, I had to take a step back. I'm like, is this boy fighting me? No, no, he's no, not. No, it's <laughs> no, a genuine question. Well, how much time do is. you take making playlists? I take about like it depends on each character, especially the main protagonist, because yeah. it feels like it's an ever evolving playlist. But the um, the the music that I have part of the narrative is different yeah. than the characters. Okay. So, okay. Okay, so, so, so within the story, each character yeah. has their own playlist, but the overall story has its own specific playlist as well. Because it's the best way to describe each character's personality. Got it. It's okay. my, it's, it's, it's the best way for me to express it because yeah. growing up, all I made was mixtapes for people. So people would, so growing up, well, it was always a tradition. Can you make me a mixtape? Absolutely. But it was like a thing. Well, because I was, you know, growing up, we didn't have a ton of money and my mom was working a ton of jobs. So the best thing was LimeWire and FrostWire. And I was just illegally downloading a whole bunch of songs and people were like, Hey man, if I give you, if I give you a CD, can you make me like a mixtape? I'm like, you got it, man. And I, I did. And like, it, it's a genre blending of like metal to pop to to even like country to like i'll yeah. put in like uh john old country like willie nelson johnny cash dolly parton yeah. the the greatest, yeah, my, greatest my hits. varies too it, uh, yeah, yeah yeah it's fun to to like when you're cleaning and stuff and suddenly seeing like oh 
Wow. You seem like the type of person that flicks on the radio and yeah. and or Pandora and just sees what's what's or listens to whatever's on there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, that's no, dope. My, yeah, my mind switches all the time, and it just depends on my mood and like with the times and what's currently playing and a bunch of other stuff. So, is it that's a seasonal cool. thing too for you? Yeah, with music. Yeah, because it. I don't know. It's it's so that's why it's hard to answer the question like who's your favorite artist? Who's your favorite? I know. That's Mine why I can varies. never answer that oh, question. Much. Yeah. Yeah. It varies with how I'm feeling. It varies with what's I don't know, what's happening in my life at that time. Um, the mood of the script, the mood of the weather that day, like every so many factors. Oh, hi Alex. <laughs> I did not expect Alexander Jeffrey to to join our the Instagram live. <laughs> what up, Bran? Alex is a very, very, very talented uh, filmmaker. Yes. And he has much better things to do than join our podcast live Instagram feed stream. So shout out to Alexander Jeffrey, who is one of the top 20 filmmakers in the Louisiana Film Prize. <laughs> Where nice. Are wow. Oh. Somebody asked us, asked, where are we from? Well, uh, both Adam and I used to be from Austin, Texas. Um, but now my life is all over the place. Um, sometimes recently. Christine's living in the upside down. Yeah. Recently it's been Louisiana, all over Louisiana. Uh, Baton Rouge, not too long ago, literally like a week ago, week two. Two weeks? A week and a half? Shout out to John Snyder Studios. Yeah, at the John Snyder Studios. And then now I'm back in Shreveport. But then we'll see what happens again. So, yeah. It's all over the place. Um, all over the place. All over yeah. the place. But I kind of like it that way. It's, it's weird because now that I'm, you know, I'm at one location, I'm kind of just like uh, mm. getting, getting antsy. Oh, well, yeah, for the, for the people who are confused, they're like, why is Christine just moving to Louisiana for no reason? <laughs> so there is a reason. <laughs> there is a reason. Um, there is a reason. The reason is because I want to make my feature. And I'm not saying that we couldn't do it in Texas, but there is at least probably more opportunities in Louisiana. You know? <laughs> so... Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just because the tax incentive here in Louisiana is so much better. So mm -hmm. hopefully it stays that way. And uh, I'm seeing, I mean, I'm seeing the, the film that I'm, I'm on hold for that I will be doing in October is being shot in Louisiana. Report. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So hopefully there, more things come and I made a smart business decision to move here but i'm still working in austin too like my uh moth of flame is still running in austin i'm still yeah. taking gigs and stuff there and kind of project managing everywhere so yeah no <laughs> yeah no we were talking yeah. about uh music and how uh it's very subjective for you yeah and how it, it's ever evolving and changing what are you listening to right now Right now, um, I like the XX. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, really I only listened to their debut album. I don't know if they came out with more albums. No, I think it was. It's their older album. For sure. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, um, it's good. I love that album. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Um, Billie Eilish is on the list. Nice. Um, She's dope, dude. She has. I like her. Um, she has the type of music that is like. <sighs> It reminds me, I know it's really far-fetched and I'm going to get so much flack for this, but it reminds me in a transitional period in what music is to us, like how Nirvana and grunge was in the 90s. Oh, yeah, I love grunge. That's, I always, but I'm saying, I always have grunge on my... But I'm saying she pivoted between pop and hip-hop. Like sure. she, she sort of like, like got snugly right in like her own corner of her universe. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like her own genre blending kind of music. Yeah. Whereas like grunge is just a like is just slow rock in a yeah. way, but alternative. I like cross genres. I think cross genres are are fascinating. Um, yeah. Same with films. I think there should be more cross genre films. But the funny thing is like cross genre films have the hardest time. I feel getting programmed into film festivals because people don't like know where they belong. <laughs> So. I know. Well, especially if uh, if you don't know where the fuck the movie is going to, and you don't have a genre to really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it, labeling it is a wrong way to say it because I'm not trying to label movies, but it's like it's a it's something that people can. It's like a precedent that people can see and understand. Yeah. You know, like within a noir film or a western or a an action film, an action adventure film. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Billie Eilish and XX are are heavy hitters. Any mm-hmm. any others? Any other ones? Well, I'll always have like classics like Bright Hot Chili Peppers. I'm I was a huge no You're a Chili Peppers fan? Right on. You like yeah. you like uh that that funkadelic uh yeah, fresh 90s, fresh rock. Like what you're saying, 90s grunge. I listen to a lot of that. Yeah. Um, okay. And it's funny because whenever I drive to Houston, you'll 94.5 is always playing the same music. Like it feels like I was there in high school. Mm-hmm. It's always like Nickelback and <laughs> grunge stuff. It's very funny. Yeah, it's like uh, because I had the same radio station in Oakland, and uh, yeah. it was like yeah, they played like Nickelback. Uh, they played they played like classic eighties mixed with like popular hits so like they'll play like yeah. they'll play like Freebird, but then they'll play sexy back as the next song from justin timberlake <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so it's just it's yeah. a very complicated just juxtapositions but um yeah I, I i have no patience for radio anymore i just i feel like uh i feel like streaming has just taken over my life cinematically yeah. and musically sure i i hardly you know listen. I actually, these days, either when I come off of a set, I either sit in complete silence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, nobody, no noise, nobody talk to me. Like, just I can't deal me. with that. I can't deal with more people. Yeah. And then, or I'm listening, or if I'm traveling somewhere, usually I'm listening to a podcast. I've, I've been really into podcasts lately because I, I like learning while I'm, you know, driving and stuff like that. And I find that when I'm listening to podcasts, I do a better job like working out and stuff because I'm distracted. So my brain is yeah. about like learning and stuff. So I don't think about like how tired I am. <laughs> so um, podcasts all the way. It's a hot tip. If you are working a monotonous task or a job, podcasting just makes that day just 
go by so fast. Yes, yes, yes. So um, if you have not listened to the Roger Deacons podcast, that is definitely something I would suggest to filmmakers to listen to. He's, um, they bring in different crew members that they've worked with. If 1917 is a common discussion on the uh, podcast, which is very interesting and kind of talks about uh, Roger Deakins background. And, mm. you know, I, I, I like it. I love listening to what I consider are outliers. So outliers are just people who are extraordinary, who are, you know, uh, stakeholders or key people we think of when we think of being a professional or being an expert in that, in that field industry. Yeah. And because uh, this is in conjunction to a book I'm reading right now called grit. Um, but it's the idea that we just look at these people and just only see what they're producing and what they're creating right now. And we don't, we forget about the entire journey that it took for them to get there and that they are very much, you know, it took a lot of work, hard work to get there. Um, and I'm saying this because he's talking about how he started and like, he had no clue he wanted to be a DP, you know? And, and, and it's mind blowing to think like, do like that, you know, had no clue, like who's a, one of the best in his field as a cinematographer had no clue that that's what he wanted to do. You know, he kind of fell into it, actually. He um, apparently was, like, taking photos or whatnot and um, just kind of, there was that program. He just decided to join because why not type thing. Like, it, like he, he, it, it just happened. But, I don't know, it's just interesting because uh, I bec this book about grit is, is about uh, what is talent? Mm. And, you know, sometimes we think that talent is this thing that you're a God-given, you know, gift or whatever. But the thing is, it's more the effort and the time that you devote to your craft. And yeah. that time converts talent into a skill. And then with more time and effort, that skill becomes an achievement. And somebody who might be, have more talent because they understand whatever concept that they're trying to convert to the skill faster than somebody else does not necessarily equate to higher achievement if they don't put in that time and effort. You know? So yeah. I just find that absolutely fascinating because I just find high achievers and uh, outliers just utterly fascinating. Uh, I, I, I watch Chef's Table all the time because those are people who are the best at cooking. And they're saying, you know, the last one I just wrote, he nearly killed himself from working the amount of hours he was working. But that's yeah. what it takes. You know, mm -hmm. that's what it takes. It's, and... And every time people, you know, talk about filmmaking and how you, you know, you, you see filmmakers and, oh, I could never be like that. And then 
but you just you what you're not seeing is literally all the hours that that person is putting you know behind, yeah behind closed doors spike lee said pretty much like uh what you just said um in a nutshell like he he had like this like discussion like a q a with about like the five bloods that's on netflix mm-hmm. yeah and he had a he had a q a about how it's like it's it's crazy to see people who are like how hard is it to be a filmmaker like really and his response is well not. <laughs> no he said try it right try it because yeah. once you do it that's when everybody starts dropping like flies that's, yep. that's his words. He was like, everybody's dropping like flies because yep. they didn't realize how much time, effort, and honestly, education before you even step on a film set. Like, you, I, I, I hate to say it, like, uneducated directors definitely come and go, like, on a film set, but those people are the most, like, frustrating to work with. Yeah. You can't get anything done. And then you don't have the product that you can be proud of. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's it's all about. So I just find this book. If anybody, uh, yeah, what is it called again? It's called Grit. Grit. Um, let me find the exact author. I'm very bad at uh, grit. But that's it's fascinating. Angela Angela Duckworth. Angela, Angela Duckworth. So the power of passion and perseverance, and it is that. It's it's it's. So many people get in, but how many people stick with it, right? So how many people really like are passionate and like, yeah, I don't care if I work twelve to fifteen hours a day and not get yeah. sleep and edit and write and all this yeah, shit. I, I think the biggest thing is that like there are there's so much time commitment that doesn't translate directly to any sort of monetary gain or any sort of uh even yeah satisfaction you know it's just yeah how much yeah. time we we both sit and mull over a script none <laughs> of that none of that translates into anything until we actually write it out you know on paper and even that we can delete that 50 million times and it, that people will never know that maybe that one that piece of dialogue took us 10 days to come up with, you know, after a bunch of trial and error. None of that calculates into um, proportion of time spent and proportion of money or earned or, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. And then, or even when you get into the shooting days, those days fucking change many times, you know? due to weather shit you just can't control yeah yeah you know and uh uh someone said last year oh ladisa on the fun employment uh mm-hmm. may rest in peace uh podcast um th- last year when we were talking about it she mentioned that uh it's hard for a director to uh make art in the face of compromise yeah you know and she was like that's when most directors really make it or break it is if they can't compromise if they can't really at least meet the department heads halfway when it comes to you know a problem that they have to solve um it goes a long way 
you know, and I do believe that people work for people and you're right. We don't, I mean, if you're in the, this industry to do it for monetary gain, like if you're trying to make money out of this shit yeah. or fame, you're in the wrong industry, friend. I'm sorry. Like it, it, <laughs> we're just here to make some cool fucking stories happen. Like, yeah. I mean, that's at least for me, I can't speak on for you or anyone else, but you know, I, I just, love the fact that I can step on a film set and feel like I'm at summer camp again, or like I'm yeah. with friends again, you know, it's like the first day of school. It's like you, you're so excited. I mean, you, you fucking hate school, but you know, you, you get to see your friends and you, you know, like you, school. all right. I well, I loved school. I, I didn't like school <laughs> except for senior year when I was in theater. But yeah, yeah. I, other than that, three years of hell, um, yeah. Uh, so I agree. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I, uh, that's interesting though, that, uh, you know, someone like Roger Deakins who have come from a place where we all came from at one point. Right. Yeah. And it's that like fork in the road where you don't know where your life is going to go in which path, right. you know? And of course you can overthink it and consider or even get a second chance and yeah, I go to the other if side. I re- if I recall, his dad wanted him to be an accountant or he tried to do that, I think for a little bit. Um, yeah. So we could have not had Roger Deakins. We could have, Roger Deakins could have very much been an accountant. Yeah. So, working in an office. Yeah. Yeah. Working in an office. Crazy to think that. It's really crazy to think that. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, but yeah, just this idea of that's what, you know at, at film festivals, you know, and just in general, you uh, and, and I mentor people, and I think the most common question is just like, how oh, how do I get into the industry, and you know, how 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 long will it take for me to be, to get there and stuff, and you know that it varies, but it's it's not hard to be a filmmaker. What's hard is staying that consistent. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And maintaining that when you have many other things that you have to sacrifice in order to make that happen, like a guaranteed paycheck, you know, or guaranteed health care or guaranteed anything. Really. There's not even guaranteed schedule. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. but it, but it's sacrifices we're all willing to very much make because that's, that is what we love. And, and it's, there's a, there was a line in the book that was, and it's not about, Hey, I did it today. It's whether you can still the next day do the same exact thing, get back on the, the, the treadmill and do it again. And then the next day, do it again. You know, that's make it a habit. Yeah. Great. Yeah, that's great, and that's when, that's when you can survive, and that's when you can do well, you know. And it's not about what is talent, right? It's not about hey, you're just naturally a good filmmaker. No, I'm not naturally a good filmmaker. I'm not natural. I, I can tell you for a fact, I am not naturally a good writer at all. In fact, I was one of probably I remember like in elementary school or uh, middle school, like I my writing was terrible, but you practice. You just practice and practice and practice. And pretty soon, like, it's not bad. And then it becomes better 
Uh, and yeah. I can I can say this with like I was the worst writer in my uh, I got I, I was able to take an elective course in grad school at the RTF department at UT, and those are people who script writing they're studying script writing they're getting like masters in script writing and here i am coming with my first script it's like 300 pages (laughs) (laughs) terrible and they patiently read through the thing gave me notes and stuff and this was in 2011 in 2019 when in route got into the second rounder of the Austin film festival, I sat with <laughs> those, I saw four, three, three or I think it was three of my classmates were there and they were judges and they were all like some of the panelists and stuff like that. No way. And I was like, look, like I went from terrible. Yeah. To like I'm getting to sit at the table you know, with these people who that's what they studied. And that is because I practice and practice and practice and practice. And I still am practicing, you know, so that's, that's what it takes is, is that, that kind of commitment. There's no magic. It's literally just, you have to be obsessed with it. And you have to like it too. Oh yeah, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you have to be obsessed and you have to like it. Like for me, like I know like hearing like, wait, you, you, you made a playlist for each character and you had eight characters with 150 fucking songs. Are you high or something? Well, answer your question. Yes, I am. (laughs) But that's besides the point. (laughs) That's besides the point. I do. However, I'm in love with this story that I'm writing. Yeah. I literally fell in love with it. And I'm like, okay, I have to see it to its end. I have to, I have to know how it ends, you know, like it, it's, and now it's like, a, I don't find it a process. I just find it a journey. It's just yes. like every single, every morning I look forward to it. You know, I get my cup of coffee and I'm like, all right, I'm going, I'm going, right. <laughs> I'm rolling yep. my sleeves back in and I'm, I'm heading in. And yep. I, it's funny because I, the last time I was excited about that was like going into the championship game of basketball back mm-hmm. in uh, middle school, you know, like one of the best days of my life, you know, and it's just, it's one of those things. It's like, yeah, I'm going to keep practicing. I'm going to keep doing this. And I know, I know this is a good story and I think I have something here. Um, of course I, I could not, uh, you know, it could be the end of that. And, you know, somebody reads is like the, f- fuck dog shit is this and you know mm-hmm. go back to the drawing board i'm not necessarily giving up but you know it's it's going to be a learning curve for sure um and i can't Every, i can't promise I've anything read in, in the in about people is that they they started off not knowing what they wanted to do or they fell into it or yeah. they were terrible at it or people told them they were terrible at it and they just outworked everybody literally that's you love it so much that you outwork everyone you do and it's almost like it it, but there's not even a competition level with me you know like there's no there's no like you know like i had a conversation with a friend of mine and he's also writing uh and he like he he would tell me he was like how many pages did you get in and i'm like none 
what difference does it make? Like I, if I got zero or 150, like it, everything's a process. Sometimes it's just me for three and a half hours, just staring at a fucking wall mm-hmm. and I won't, I can't think of anything. And then yeah. I would just have to get up, take a walk, come back, take a shower, do some chores, whatever the fuck I have to do to then sit my ass back down and not leave this fucking office until I got another scene written down. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those every, things. Every, everybody's process is different. It is. But you also like, I, I tend to, I, I feel like I, I, I have to be strict, but in a respectful way. Discipline. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just discipline, but not in a way that I'm just like whipping myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm just like, there's gotta um, be discipline. I mean, yeah. Yeah. They just, and everybody's motivated in different ways. Mine. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not, everybody knows that I love competitions. <laughs> That's how I get motivated. Um, you know, I feel like uh, you would love video games because video games is like a little mini competition for yourself. I'm terrible at video games. I mean, if you get the time to learn, well, you might be addicted, but yeah, you know, I, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> might be not a good idea, but I'm saying like, it's almost like writing. In a way, yeah. it's just like you're playing a video game and you're just trying to beat the levels and go through it okay. until you arrive here, to the boss. Here's a funny fact. So uh-huh. my uh, extension of myself, Carly, who's my usually my second AD, Shout we out both to Carly discovered Shield. that we love productivity games. Like, you know, here's a <laughs> restaurant. How many tacos can you make? That kind of stuff. And like, let's upgrade the game to add a burner, an extra burner, and, and let's add a cheese stand. You can make more tacos. Like, now I can make 250 tacos a minute, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how you know that you are destined to be an 80. Yeah, the dude. <laughs> <are the> shit. <laughs> so. it's, it's like a reward system, right? It's just it like, it, it, it's, it's like, I made more tacos. I'm making more money. Than I'm any motherfucker efficient. around you. You understand that? You're like the taco queen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah dude. crazy. But uh, I feel I it, though. I don't have anybody else any questions. Let's see if anybody out there. Instagram, you guys are letting us down today. Who has questions? Um, Do we have any questions on Facebook? Not yet. I'm looking. Um, the only question that last time was, like, where are you from? Which is cool. Um, I did get a, I did get a, a message a few days ago uh, that I answered just via type, like when I type like this um, on Instagram. Uh, so random. Like a typewriter. I didn't know this person, and they just uh, randomly messaged me and just had. Uh, it was the same question, which is like, "Hey, I live in Seattle. How do I get into the industry? What do we? I need to do blah blah." And here's a general flat suggestion uh, is that no matter where you are if you can i will always be watching you (laughs) sorry (laughs) if you can find a university or any sort of film program anywhere and there are going to be it's not it doesn't have to just be linked to university your community uh colleges your there's like austin school of film we have that in austin there might be something like that in seattle or wherever People are going to, when you have a network like that, people are always going to be looking for help. So try to link yourself up with that. 
uh, with those organizations. There's film organizations, film clubs, uh, fi there's uh, networks like Women in Film, Film Fatales, uh, I don't know, and Facebook. If you just do a search and type in your city and then something with film crew behind it, so many groups pop up and those are where people are finding jobs and, and whatnot. And um, what was, I was asked to give three tips and I think my first tip was if you want to be a director, just make stuff, make a lot of stuff, make so many things. Like you don't need the best camera. You don't need the best lighting and everything. You just need to practice and make lots of things. And while you're making things, you've got to share them. That's the part that I think artists have difficulty with because they're their worst critics. And it is scary to share your work. It's very personal. And to have someone shit on that hurts. <laughs> but Sometimes it's for the right reasons, but there are also exactly. for the wrong reasons too. That's, sometimes it's for the right reasons. Sometimes yeah. you don't want to tell you, I don't understand your film or like this is boring, you know, to be, to under, to go back to the drawing board and not take it personally and try to see why I think mm -hmm. the more I do this, the more I'm better at taking critics criticism. Now I'm just like, yeah, please tell me shit on it. Tell me all the terrible things. And so I can know how to make it better, you know? So yeah. And there's also should be like a level of respect too for, for the, um, for, for criticism, yeah. you know, like, uh, people really definitely don't know how to criticize and that, that can hinder someone's progress. Like, sure. 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 Paul Thomas yeah, Anderson. Just, go ahead. Yeah, go go ahead. ahead. No, I would just say you, it, Yes, when you're giving critiques and stuff too, you need to be careful and know, uh, try to give something that's constructive and uh, if a why, if you can attach a why to anything, I think that's always good to do. You know, I don't like attach to attach a oh a wide shot why. oh a why. yeah a why w h y like oh I okay don't understand your film be because this you know yes. Uh, because this, this, and this, and this. Not just like, I hate it. Or like, it's yes. terrible. Like, those are terrible. Those are bad. That's bad feedback. You know? Mm -hmm. It's okay to dislike something, but explain why. You know, I, I, I don't... This is not my genre. I don't like it because I feel like this character is whiny. I don't like it because I feel like I can't relate to this character. I don't like it because it's confusing. You know, just things like that. Mm -hmm. and I think the best way is to practice by discussing the movies that you watch, you know, debate about those. And that's, and think about, wait, I got, we just got a question. Oh, yay. Adam said, what advice do you have for someone directing their first film? That's a good advice. Uh, that's a good yeah. question. Isn't it? Uh, do your homework is, <laughs> is, the, is the biggest thing. Uh, read your script. <laughs> watch movies. Read your script. Read Make your sure script. you know what you're directing. Uh, I break down scripts uh, very, very in detail. I go through each scene and I go through and analyze what characters 
what the characters are doing. What, yeah. What the quest, the common questions you're going to get from actors are, what was my character feeling at that point, and what was happening before we were in this right. scene? Because, and they say they ask this a lot because most of the time things are shot out of order, and so it is very difficult to remember that sometimes, you know. Yeah, it is. What's happening before and after? So that's. But you can also agree you have to be an expert on the script. Yes. So this is that's what that's the homework. If you break it down, then you'll know exactly what comes before that scene and what comes after that scene or comes two scenes after you should be able to know your, your script like without having a script. Yeah. That's why, that's why like directors who don't really pay much attention to the, the intricacies and the implications of the writing, you know, and like how it's supposed to be portrayed. That's where shit just kind of falls flat. Yeah. Um, so yeah do that I think uh, the the other would be yes watching other films uh, getting a good idea with your department heads talking through ideas with them the worst is working things out right there on set you're going to have already so many problems happening and popping up on set you want to reduce those as much as possible so the more prep you can do beforehand and answer those questions, the less you will have to do right on the fly when you're stressed out already. Uh, what does a typical breakdown look like? Uh, I sometimes, well, for me, I will print out my script and I'll like jot notes in it. Um, I'll just be like, uh, circle this character. I'll just be like, hey, I always was doing this before it, and um, or I'll, I'll, I, I will break down like which day in the script it is i'll break down it it, it varies um i go from that then i do a shot list for myself i I literally will sit there and stare off into space just be like and just imagine it in my head and then i'll write it out like wide shot and then i'll go to a mid shot and then i'll go to this like side angle thing and if i if i'm not able to explain it i go look for comparable images online or I'll go and take my still camera and find a friend and just take photos that illustrate what I'm trying to, you know, convey. Um, Articulate, yeah. Yeah. I bother my department heads way in advance so that they can make stuff, you know. Uh, Kelly knows this. <laughs> it's just That's just um, uh, logical pre-production. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So there's just every single thing, like every. Yeah. And I guess the short, I guess the short answer is, are you, are you like willing to be part of the process every single baby step of the way? I don't understand how directors aren't like, yeah, I have to be in every single part of the process. I am, I am a psycho ex. Yeah. With my, with, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes, I have to. Like, every, the only thing I don't have to be is, like, maybe the G&E department, you know? Like. Right, because they're off in their own world. They build their own stuff. It's cool. Like, as long as it achieves this image. Like, when it comes to art direction, when it comes to, obviously, the directing and then the, the shot list, I'm very involved with the shot list. Uh, those things I'm like from the start, just in someone's face, but 
uh, yeah, I would just say maybe s s mm, post sound I'm very involved with, but like production sound and G and E, like I don't, I don't go and bother them. Like they know more than right clearly for that. There's not. But yes, do I collaborate with DPs on my shot list? Oh, hell's yeah, I do. So, um, yeah, I. Sometimes I come in with the shot list and then be like, this is it. And then the, then the DP is like, oh, and then, then we talk it through and uh, they'll say, oh, what about this? And that's the fun part. You know, you come in with your thoughts and they come in with your thoughts and you like make a little baby, a thought baby together. So, right. Um, yeah. So, uh, cool. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's, the, that's the suggestion for, or directing your first film is to do your homework. Do lots of homework. Please don't show up on set not having read the script. That's <sighs> major fail. And I yeah. have sadly worked with people like that. <laughs> Are you shitting me? How yeah, frustrating is that? It's very frustrating. Wait a second. So you mean to tell me don't, that? Don't say. Yeah. Okay. Many names. Oh no no no! I'm not saying names. I'm saying like the thought process of like, oh, I have a script, but I'm just gonna fuck off until shooting day. Yeah, that happens apparently. Well then. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's not it taking their shit so seriously. So <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, it makes me so mad because I'm like, oh my God, you had one job. <laughs> one job, and that's to, you know, read the material, understand the material. Understand the material. So, yes. Have you ever worked with somebody who wrote the script that they didn't understand? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> no, really? <laughs> yes, I have. But I don't necessarily... It must be exhausting. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily think they didn't understand, but maybe they just didn't... Maybe... Okay, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe they just were so close to it that they didn't realize that nobody else understood what they were doing. Doing. Like they never conveyed what they wanted to everybody else because they knew in their head, and so they just thought everybody could read his read their minds. You know, so they thought mind. everyone knew what the story was about when right. they kind of had their own interpretation. <laughs> right, and that's that's a common problem for yeah for newbie directors, and it's I feel like one of the biggest skill sets that you need is a I get it. You have your AD to rely on to communicate for you sometimes, but man, if you can communicate well as a director, then like you're going to do fine. It's all about communication. You know? Communication. Mm -hmm. That was, um, that was a, are you, you, you uh, that was an 80 song, right? Kaja Kugu, that British I band. No I have no clue. <laughs> Communication. <laughs> dun, dun, ding, dun, dun. Uh, can we talk about um, people and criticism again for yeah. a quick second? What do you need? There was this one video I watched and it blew my fucking mind. It was years ago. This was when uh, it was like John Krasinski and Paul Thomas Anderson uh, mm -hmm. doing a Q&A for The Master back in 2012, I want to say. Something like that. Anyways. Yeah. Um, 
so he was doing press and Q and a for the master and they were talking about a movie and I don't remember what movie they were talking about, but John Krasinski was like, I know you wouldn't pay attention to that because it's a terrible movie. And Paul Thomas Anderson was like, I got to stop you right there. There's no such thing as a terrible movie. There's such thing as misunderstood movie. Mm. There's such thing as a misunderstood movie. He was like, Sharknado is a misunderstood movie. I enjoy it because it's ridiculous. Yeah. But I like, I enjoy Adam Sandler films because they are ridiculous. Not because, you know, I think it's cinema masterpieces. Right. You know, and that's why he said, that's why I don't believe in having a favorite film. They're all my favorite. It's whatever is in that moment. It's whatever I watched last night. That was my favorite. And he was like, so there's no, he was like, you don't want to tell another filmmaker that their film is bad because then it just gives them no reason to make any more art. Right. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And I w- it blew my mind. I was like, what? And he was like, this film industry is a cutthroat industry. We got to stop it. Yeah. It's ridiculous that we have to say one movie is bad and the other movie is bad when we're all just really trying to tell the same story. I like that. A misunderstood film. Paul, Paul, my uh, good friend, Paul, who's on his IG, says, Happy Gilmore is a classic. Yes, it is. Happy Gilmore is a fantastic classic. It's about a man who's struggling in his life, and the ultimate golfing tournament is going to change him for the good. Mm-hmm. The problem is he uses a, a, a hockey stick to use as a golf club. <laughs> it's a great movie. I like that. It's a misunderstood film. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. because yeah, when you good. say something's bad, it's just like you can say Pineapple Express is bad, you know. But really, it's just a it's a it's, a, it's just a honky movie. <laughs> it's just about weed. <laughs> it's nothing harmless. Yeah. It's nothing crazy. Um, right. But people always say they're like, "Oh, that's a terrible film." How can you say that's one of your favorite movies? It's like because it is. I watch mm-hmm. it every single year and it makes me happy. It's like, it's like uh, eating apple pie. You know, it just, you don't know what it is, but it just, it makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like comfort food. Uh-oh. So yeah. yeah, I just, I just thought that would be interesting to share because I, I uh, you mentioned um, how like criticism can hinder one's progress and it's like, yeah, it can. And we're not really in, each other's corner when it comes to like a good movie or a bad movie. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I don't know. It just, if it definitely, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I never tell, I, if anything, I'll say these are things that I would, I would, that could possibly make it better. Take it with a grain of salt type thing. Yeah. I mean, room for opportunities for sure. hundred percent. There's plenty of movies. I mean, like, can we, can we not forget about uh, quote, quotably and arguably the worst movie in cinema history, which is the room by Tommy Wiseau, you know, like people, people like the film. So, but that's what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, I watch it. It's just hilarious. It's just, it's ridiculous, but I know Tommy Wiseau's, intent was not that in the first place maybe a little bit maybe a little tongue-in-cheek but no one really knows you know it's like you you after you watch a david lynch film and you're like i understand exactly what happened in that movie yeah (laughs) you never do yeah 
so yeah, it, you just take it, like you said, you just take it with a grain of salt and you move on, you know, and you just, you understand that like, yeah, that it was, it was a hard to understand film. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get it. Maybe I'm just not as prolific, you know, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. A misunderstood film. I like that. that yeah. Is, that is a good way to talk about i think it was very eloquent said it's just like it's not it's not really no such thing as a bad film just misunderstood i like that yeah Yeah, because there's it's all subjective really i mean yeah your favorite bands isn't my favorite bands christine you know yeah like well your bands just suck just kidding that's true no it's true i mean like there's plenty of music i'm totally totally kidding but you know when you go into a car and you have the aux cable and you plug it into your phone you start playing an album and 30 minutes in whoever's with you is like we gotta stop we gotta stop whatever you're listening to it's gotta go (laughs) i'd rather listen to baby shark you know for god fucking (laughs) sakes we're throwing your phone out the window (laughs) baby shark um Um, okay yeah i think we're we're at that one hour mark we are to plug something plug 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 plug. october 2nd to october 11th is the voting period for the louisiana film prize top 20 films yes i really hope that people can go watch them um, I have limited, but I do have a few discounted tickets if anybody will promise me that they will actually use it because one ticket equals one vote. You, the rules are you go, it's all online now, so you don't have to be in Shreveport to participate, uh, which is awesome. Yeah, you that buy nice. a ticket. You have to watch all 20 of the films uh, before you're allowed to vote. How long is it again? Uh, each, there's a maximum of 15 minutes per film, max. Some oh, no, no, no. I mean, how many days, like the film you festival have is? October se- uh, 2nd to 11th. To gotcha. Which okay. is quite a bit of time. So, that is a lot of time. Yeah. So watch some shorts. A lot of them are really great, I'm sure, because they are always great every year. I'm not just saying that. And uh, hopefully, you'll vote for Bue, which is my film, which is in the top 20. Um, Bue. And our lead actor, Thomas Johnson, is nominated for Best Actor. So Friend of the podcast, Thomas yes. Johnson. Yes, Thomas Johnson, who was on the podcast. So, yes, please go. Uh, prizefest.org slash tickets is where you can get them. And, yeah. or if you really are like, I want to watch and you can say, Christine, I will swear on my life that I will use this ticket and not have it go to waste. Which if you hold the promise to Christine Chen, yes, that you can DM me slide into my DMS. Oh shit. Say, Hey, I would, if you have any tickets left, you let me know. I like to, it's discounted significantly. So, um, yeah, if you want to, get one for me just let me know so all right get realisms.com you guys and also always get your book get realisms get realisms Realisms book at it today get realisms.com guys it's been episode 21 of get realisms goodbye facebook make sure if you that we always uh put our podcasts on to 
streaming platforms. Yes. So uh, all of this, what you're watching right now is a live recording. So this will come out maybe in two or three weeks. But the actual, um, all of our previous things will come out uh, on pretty much all podcast streaming platforms. So Spotify, you can, you can follow us on iTunes. You can just, if you just type in Get Realisms, you'll find us if we pop right up um, to listen to all of our other podcasts. So yeah, anybody yeah. who joins in in the middle of the podcast and we're like, what the fuck were they talking about? Just hold on tight. We're going to be posting those episodes yes. on all your streaming pleasure, yeah. pleasure platforms. And we love questions. We love getting those. Just, yeah. This is a platform to talk about what's going on in the film industry, what your projects you're working on. Um, and if you want to be a guest, let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know.